Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let everybody know what we got in store today? Well, Adam, I've been watching your leadership uh-huh. and observing you, so I wanted to do this episode for you. So you want to know my best practices? No. And this is how to get out of a slump. Ah, and all so right. This it is stings, <laughs> but it's it's probably an accurate episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're coming out of COVID a little yep. bit. Uh, that's something probably that is... Uh, you know, relevant to a lot of people, but I think also is all leaders look back, um, you know, over their leadership journey, um, their journey to serve other people. There's just some times that they just weren't their best yeah, and uh, they felt like they were in a slump or they were discouraged and odds are, um, given everything that's going on in, in the world right now, there's a, there's a good shot that like today, uh, someone will go, I feel like I'm in a slump. I'm not at my best. I, I've, I've felt more effective at other times. I have felt more energized at other times. What do I do? How do I get out? Um, that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah, I think it's going to be really helpful. And uh, I mean, as you just said, all leaders go through this. Certainly lots of analogies and metaphors and different examples that we can look to in professional sports. And uh, you and I, as we were even preparing for this, we did research to like, what do professional baseball players do to get out of slumps? And it was really just some interesting stats that like in 1965, Willie Mays in the middle of the season went through an O for 24 slump. I I had no idea. What is that? That's probably, you know, three, three at bats a game. So that's probably, that's a full week, right? That's a bad week. Can you imagine what a field day ESPN uh, would have had back then with that? Yeah. O for 24. So 24 at bats in a row. He did not get on base safely, and that was a slump for him. And uh, if you just looked at that one week, you'd go, this guy is not worth the money. Uh, I don't know why. We play for the Giants. I don't know why the Giants have him in. He needs to to sit. Well, uh, that wasn't the end of the story. He went on that season to not only lead the National League in home runs, but he also won the MVP that love season. It. And so it's I just this. It. It, those are just really encouraging examples for all of us that slumps are just that. They're not your whole career. Yeah. Uh, they're just moments that you go through and you need to be aware when they come about. And we want to provide some help of what do you do if you feel like you're in one, uh, if you know somebody who's in one. And so we've got some thoughts that'll maybe help people get out of a slump. Uh, so we've got seven things to go through. Yep. Why don't we just go through the list let's and give it. them some things to think about. So let's do uh, number one here would be uh, just don't waste it. Don't waste the slump. Talk yeah. about that. So a uh, thought there is, um, I think we always want to get out of it. Like just, I want the pain to stop. Amen. I want to get on to the next thing. I want to feel uh, useful, um, energized again. How, how do I get out? And, and I think if we, you know, we'll, we'll get to there, we'll, we'll give you some thoughts on that. But I think if we can just take a second and ask, how, how do we get here? Yeah. Um, what was it that led uh, to this slump? Is there any learnings that I need to make sure that I don't waste, that I don't gloss over? And, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, uh, or several years ago now, I'm getting older, um, I felt like I was, you know, quote unquote, in a slump. And um, just not effective, not energized. And I, as I traced it back, truly uh, what it was, I was in a spot where I didn't feel like I was uh, getting the applause, mm. the recognition right. out of boys that I was used to getting. Yep. And it messed with me. Yeah. And uh, so moved through it. But I think the most helpful part of that season uh, was to go, okay, listen, the, the reason you're so agitated here, the reason you are low energy is because people aren't recognizing you. Like if you don't get a handle on this, this is going to plague you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it was really, really helpful to go back and look at scripture and uh, realize why I'd been given gifts uh, in the first place and to realize who uh, my ministry was to and for and um, ultimately where um, where my attaboys uh, should come from. And 
um, more than the tactics uh, to get out, that actually was the most helpful part of that season was the lessons I feel like uh, I needed to learn. So don't just rush through it uh, and don't, don't waste it. And it's so, that's really so counterintuitive because when you are in that slump, as you said, the immediate feeling you have is this needs to end ASAP because I feel like the world is about to end, you know, or my world is about to end. We both have, um, have sons that have played baseball. Uh Did your son ever go through a slump? And I'm sure. Yeah, I I actually remember. And I remember so uh, more than the, uh, yeah, (laughs) I had one that would bang his bat uh, when he would uh, (laughs) strike out and, uh, and getting that first hit after the streak, just how much fun uh, that was. And I remember with my youngest that there was a, you know, and again, this is all little league stuff, but it just shows how, um, how powerful a slump can be and mess with you, you know, and how you want to, you want it to end. You just want it to end. You don't want to think about the past. You just want it to end. And I remember going through that with a second or third season that my youngest son was playing leading up to some playoffs. And he just developed this weird hitch in his swing and he wasn't hitting anything. And there was just this look of concern. And even as a dad, it was like, Oh dear, this is the end. You know, let's just get out of this. He's never going to hit another baseball again. And you know, it always, it always works out. Slumps are just seasons. They're not, uh, they're not forever. And so it does, it, there is that temptation to just want to move forward, but I think there is uh, something to be learned in that. And so it is good to take an audit at that time when you're in it and start to look back before you start to look forward and go, what, what do I think I might be, uh, might be learning in this? Yeah. Now there is one temptation with that is that if you are feeling bad and feeling down sure. that that list, if you were going to start journaling what happened, I mean, this could be like you do a Google search result or, you know, you just Google what's wrong with me. And in 2.5 seconds, you get 2.9 million hits, you know, yeah. and you've got blogs from your dad out there and all that kind of stuff. And so you, you want to temper some of that, sure. but, sure. uh, That's but good. it is really, really good to That's go good back and try yeah. to, uh, to figure out what's going on. So, yeah. so just take that posture of just going, all right, Lord, wh- what do you want me to learn from this? And I think the humility that can come from a slump is always, uh, produces fruit. Mm. It's good. You know, just to be that reminder of like, okay, I don't crush it every day. Huh. And uh, and I need that humility, especially if you're coming off a great season. That can be really humbling that produces fruit in you, which is a distinctly Christian response to leadership is to to have that that humility there yeah. with all of that. That's so, good. That's yeah. really good. All right. So don't waste it. Number two. All right. So now you do want to start to look forward. And so the second principle we want to talk about is just try to get some momentum. So you got to get some momentum moving forward. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, what I have in mind there is that, uh, you know, you've got to, if you're stuck, if you're not moving, you've got to do something uh, to get moving, to get some inertia, yeah. have something that you can build on. And a lot of times we get paralyzed and so uh, we don't feel effective. And so we do nothing. Yeah. And so I think just the discipline of doing something, yeah. you know, do something. And so uh, it could be as simple as taking, uh, thinking about either your life or your ministry uh, your, your role, uh, at work and kind of, you know, bucket out five to, to 10, uh, different areas of your life and just pick one thing, one thing that you could do, uh, in the next 30 days that would give you some momentum. And it might be something that you would do daily, or it might just be a thing yeah. you're going to do. You're not going to try to solve all the problems in this area, but you're going to do one, one thing, thing yep. you know, with your wife, with your kids, uh, with your spiritual life. You know, I've, I'm, I've not, uh, been, um, you know, been spending, um, kind of consistent time in the scriptures. Great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to, uh, try to read the Bible through in a year, but I'm going to spend 15 minutes, yep. you know, I'm going to spend 10 minutes reading and five minutes praying. That's something that you, you could do. If you have to take it down, take it down rather yeah. than if you're completely out of shape, 
um, you just go, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by walking around the block one time. There you go. And my hunch is you'll probably go past that, but that, that I can do. And so now you've got some wins, you've got some momentum, you're running downhill instead of uphill. Yeah. Uh, James Clear and his research that he's done on habits would support what you're saying right there. And just uh, breaking these habits down when you want to develop new positive habits, you got to get it down to the least common denominator. And he would just tell these funny stories about a client that he was working with that wanted to develop the habit of, of going to the gym, right? So they wanted to get healthy. And so it wasn't like, all right, my goal is to work out five times a week for 30 minutes. It was, no, my goal is to drive to the gym five times a day or five times a week. It's a great example. And, you know, and it was like, so my, all I need to do is drive, spend two minutes in the gym and then go home. That's all I need to do. Um, and, uh, there was, a. What's her name? Anne Lamont. Is that is that how you yeah. pronounce her last name? Bird by just, bird. Yeah, yeah, Bird by Bird. Just read that recently, and she would talk about with writing the discipline of writing. It is just I'm going to wake up and every day I'm just going to work on this one little section. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm going to do. So she's like her. Uh, it's a picture frame, right? I'm going to yep. try to fill up a picture, picture frame. frame. Where, where exactly. She keeps going, but that's all she's on the hook for. She's not paralyzed. Yep. She can start to yep. do that. Yeah, and that is the way to get unstuck. We think about. Uh, Dave Ramsey and the way he talks about trying to get out of debt, you know, and one of the first things he says is pay off the lowest amount of debt that you have, the smallest bill, pay that off. And the whole reason is it's all about emotional momentum. Right. It's not numerical. It's not, doesn't make numerical sense. Yeah. It, yeah. You could have something that's 55% interest and he's saying, no, pay off the small one right. uh, because it's just going to feel uh, like you're doing something. And again, if we look back at professional athletes, I think you hear them talk about this often and it's good for us to remember when we get stuck in these slumps is it really is process over results mm-hmm. that your life, if mm-hmm. you really judge your whole life based a hundred percent on results, you will become miserable. That's exactly right. And, um, and so people can go back and we spent a whole episode talking about that on the key to focusing on the right thing, the difference between goals and desires and focusing on only control what you can control. Um, but I like what you're saying. So you just pick five little areas of your life and just go, what's one thing I can do there and then celebrate that because yeah. it's just starting to get some positive momentum moving in the right direction. That's it. That's it. Love it. Love That's it. good. Okay. So don't waste it. Get some momentum. Uh, number three, do something fun. Talk about that. I like that. Yeah, Adam, I, I think one of the, the things I've heard from people who are, let's, let's, you know, in, in quotes in a slump, uh, they'll look back and they'll say, I'm, I'm not good at this or I'm, I'm playing out of position. That's a phrase I feel like I've heard um, a lot. And I think what they, what they mean is they're doing, they're doing a, a new set of things and they've, uh, they're no longer doing a couple of the things that really brought them life. Yeah. And they felt they were really, really good at. And so as people kind of continue to march in their leadership journey, maybe there was, maybe they led a small group or maybe they uh, would just meet with a few people and uh, were, were kind of coaching them on what was next, or maybe they were writing or maybe they were speaking and, you know, in a smaller venue or whatever it was. And they don't do that uh, anymore. And as if to say, like, now that I'm kind of marching, uh, I can't do that thing anymore. But that was something probably that brought you a lot of life yeah. and a lot of energy. It was fun. It was easy. Uh, people felt like you were really effective and useful. And so I would just say, uh, if you feel you're in a season of ineffectiveness or uh, doubt, uh, go back and pick You know, maybe one thing that you... Uh, we're good at and gave yeah. you a lot of life and a lot of energy and don't, don't apologize. See that as part of the whole, as you're leading yourself and go and go, go pick back up uh, yeah. some of that or go look for those opportunities, go ask for uh, those opportunities. Yeah. And I went through that exact thing, John, in my personal life uh, last fall, there was a season where I felt like I was in a slump, just things were not as effective and 
uh, waking up every day and going into work was a little bit of drudgery a little bit there in that fall. And that was part of it because of the slump. And I just remember somewhere along the line, whatever that idea is that you just talked about of like, what's missing from your life that was, uh, that was there when you were doing well, what's not there anymore. And I came to come to find out it was writing. There was just some, uh, just the daily discipline of like putting together, I've got this little weekly emailer that I had gotten in the habit of sending out. And I went through a few weeks where I wasn't sending it out and, and I missed it. And it was, uh, I realized that that email was probably more for me <laughs> than it was for the uh, whopping 114 people that were on the uh, the email <laughs> list that were, that were getting that. Yeah. But it was just going, all right, I just need to wake up every day and write a few sentences and just work a little bit on this email. And it just helps. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I would have never used that word yeah. before, but it was, uh, it, it gave me a reason to get out of bed in the morning to go, okay, I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to spend some time with the Lord and then I'm going to write four sentences, you know, and it was just, it was just, again, to get some momentum. But, uh, but I like that word fun because I think when we do get stuck, we think, no, you're stuck because you're having too much fun, right? You're, you're suffering the consequences of being lazy. And so now you just need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just start doing hard stuff. That's what's going to get you out of this slump. And maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe it will be just some fun that's going to help you get out of the slump. It's good. That's really good. Yeah, I think um, well, we all we all kind of have this thing that we would like to do, yeah. and we're not sure we're allowed to. And yeah. they go, you know, if it's not sin, and it's not going right. to break your family. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that you know, boundary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some guys are starting uh, to go, well, hey, I got some well, ideas. <laughs> so even, yeah, you know, even Pam and I, like, we have really enjoyed uh, investing in younger couples, and um, we're we uh, were making some steps to go and do that. And I've, for whatever reason, I thought, no, I need to, you know, work with these type of people only. I was like, no, that, that other group is really fun to us. And so let's do that. Yeah. And uh, we're taking some steps. That's uh, good. That. I didn't know where you were going to go there. You paused <laughs> with investing and I was like, are you serious? Like you guys, you guys just play the stock market. Like I thought you were going to oh, be like, Pam and I just really love investing, investing in is, uh, stocks in various tech stocks uh, and <laughs> watching them grow. You know, I thought that's what you were going to say. No, <laughs> I, I think, like oh, that. my big pastoral paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So yeah. don't waste it. Get some momentum, do something fun. Number four is this one. I really like this. I think this is important to be on here because I think we all, if you're feeling bad, there is a temptation to do this. And so number four is don't do anything dumb. Don't do anything dumb. And so, which I I like is so insightful because if you are in a slump, it emotionally feels bad and there's going to be a temptation to want to do something rash or hasty or maybe even something very destructive to try to numb the pain. So why don't you talk about that? Well, you could, th- you could say, Hey, I need to get out of here. Yep. Uh, right. So this is, uh, this is hard and, um, you know, I need to uh, run away yep. uh, princess bride, you know, uh, <laughs> run away, run away. Um, you could quit, yep. you know, uh, you could sever, uh, relationships. You could send an email that you're going to regret. Or you could take a posture of, uh, blaming uh, yep. everyone else. Uh, you could just do a lot of, uh, really dumb things that will take a while to, uh, recover from yep. uh, during the season. So you just want to be really, really wise, you yep. know, and, uh, and you can come back, you can come back from dumb things that you do yep. and, uh, that it happens all the time, yep. uh, but you don't want to be compounding, um, your decisions. So, yeah. And, and then even on some of the other destructive, uh, behavior, which would be, uh, I'm not feeling well now I'm going to start to, uh, numb my pain with alcohol or yeah, with uh, psychedelics habit. or with other drugs or whatever it is like, Oh, I'm, I'm hearing about those, over there, maybe that'll be helpful. Maybe that's what I need to get mm-hmm. unstuck. And, mm-hmm. you know, it that may sound crazy on a church leadership podcast to talk about that, but that's usually when those bad habits start like that is it starts with a small decision 
and it doesn't seem like a big deal. It's like, oh, it's been a hard day, so let's just relax tonight. And then sooner or later, two or three years down the road, you turn around and you just go, okay, how did this yeah. start to, to overtake my life? That's right. Yeah. And so you got to be it, really careful. It's normally, those habits normally start or a, kind of a, uh, you know, classic blunder would happen at times of like euphoria. Yep. Um, you're crushing it. You're on top of the world. There you go. Or when you're really in a valley. At a low. You know, or, yeah. or bored. But in this, in this instance, um, being, you know, in a slump, a lot of times you just, you, you kind of lose your mind yep. and uh, you need to pray that God would. Uh, keep you um, chaste, that he would uh, help you obey and live a life of holiness and uh, wise thinking yeah. through this time. Yeah, yeah we were thinking about uh, the prophet Elijah right after, you know, the whole battle of the uh, of the gods. That was his his mountaintop yeah. moment. And then yeah, he was in yeah. a, he was in a funk right after that. Not thinking clearly. No. And, uh, you know, and again, maybe this is what you need to do. Instead of do something dumb, take a nap and get, get, a, get a meal like he did. But, um, I, I just, when I saw this one on the list, I really liked it because my guess is this, that, that there is somebody driving around right now that had like this morning they had what they're now realizing is a dumb thought, Yeah, you know, of going, this is what I need to do. I'm in the slump and I need to get out of it. And what I want to say to that friend is don't do anything dumb. Take yeah. a deep breath, Amen. get, get some rest tonight. As we're going to talk about here in a little bit, talk to somebody, but just don't do anything dumb when you're in a slump. Um, and so uh, I like that a lot. Okay, so don't waste it. Get some momentum. Do something fun. Don't do anything dumb. And then number five would be this. Get some feedback. And I like uh, I, I like the analogy you're using here because if, if you were a baseball player in a slump, what would you do? Yeah, you would go and you would take your film to a batting coach. That's right. And he would break it all down. Yeah, or your dad would do it like with his iPhone and... He would yeah. take you to the coach, so, right? Yeah, yeah, the technology now. I, I could have been in the MLB if I just had these apps that yep. these, uh, Gosh, these kids have. That's crazy. Uh, that's why I'm here with you instead of <laughs> <laughs> signing baseball cards. Um, right. So, um, yeah, you would. You, you're basically you're you're in a slump and something is wrong and you can't see it. That's you right. Know? Otherwise, you would have already fixed. That's it, really right? good. Say that again because okay. I think that's important. So you're in a slump and you're doing something wrong and you can't see it. Yes. You need outside perspective. Yes. Um, to help it, right? You need um, you need someone who can see what you're doing wrong so that you can uh, fix it. And that's what coaches do. And that's what candidly, that's what really good friends yes. do. Yes. And you lose perspective. Uh, you. You're, you get your head, you know, is, is in a, is in a terrible place and a good batting coach and, um, uh, you know, in, in baseball can help you, um, kind of, you know, sort that out. And a lot of times it's crazy in baseball. You, um, it's a, it's a step that's like three inches in the wrong direction Yeah, and you fix that and all of a sudden uh, you're hitting the ball, yep. you know, or it's the way you hold your head so you can see the ball. It's, it's something little um, that you can't see and, uh, and someone can help you. And I think the same thing happens in life and ministry and, and your career and ministry. Um, and if you can just get someone who, who loves you, who's not going to beat you up, but is also not afraid to tell you the truth and say, yeah, could it be this? Could it be your attitude? Yeah. yeah you, you know why people aren't sticking around is because you are, you're really condescending. Yeah. And I love you enough to tell you that, but that's why people are quitting uh, your team. And I think if you made that one tweak, um, things would change or, you know, uh, whatever the thing is. So I think, um, you would have probably fixed it already if you knew, um, and getting feedback from a trusted friend who loves you, uh, is not afraid of you would be really, really helpful. Yeah. And so, so some people might've heard a principle too, when we talked about just trying to pick one thing and get some momentum and you may be sitting there going, I've tried that. I've tried five things. Yeah. I've been trying it for three months. It's still not working. That's what asking a coach and getting somebody to help you, maybe they're the one that's going to give you the one thing to do. And you're just going to go, 
listen, I will, I will trust whatever you tell me to do. You know, if it's drive to the gym and then just get out, spend two minutes in the gym and then get back. If as ridiculous as that sounds, if that's what you think is going to help me get out of this, I'm willing to do that. And so, yeah, it's so vital to have those people in your life that you can talk to and, uh, and share this with just to get that outside perspective and is going to be, uh, going to be really helpful and going to be a big part of getting out of a slump, uh, to do that. All right. So, uh, John, let's go on these last two. Uh, number six is this believe you will get out. Now that seems pretty obvious. So why is that, why is that on there? Yeah. So I I think it was Ford. I can't remember, but you know, said, Hey, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Yes. And I think, you know, this is not some woo woo, just uh, motivational speaker, uh, thought, but, uh, man, if you believe you'll get out of this, I, I, I bet you, you will. Yep. And, uh, I was really encouraged. We were talking about biblical, uh, characters and the one that you ran to, um, I thought was really helpful. Do you want to, we said who, who was in a slump biblically? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think of a few, I think of Peter, he, he went through some slumps. I think of David, uh, who went through a slump. I think we talked about Elijah had what was recorded. He had a couple bad days, uh, in there. Is yeah. that the one I'm yeah, thinking well, of? I was, just thinking, I, was, I was thinking maybe I was probably just trailing off when you said Peter. I was thinking about, uh, I assume he thought, man, this is over. Yeah. Like I, I had my one shot, you know, savior of the world, uh, Messiah. I denied him. I, I Literally three strikes. Like, yeah. you know, we're running with this baseball analogy. Uh, it's over. And, uh, and I think Jesus just kind of um, probably was speaking, you know, belief uh, mm-hmm. back into Peter. Yes. Hey, buddy. Like that, you're not done. Uh, you're gonna get. You you will be used. In fact, I mean, like this whole church. Then this next season, you're a, you're a really key uh, figure in there. So I think it's something internally, and I think also getting around people that can help you uh, believe that you're. You know, whether whether they are or not. I mean, this idea like, hey, there's some good, or maybe even my best days ahead of me. They're not in my rearview mirror because yeah. the second you believe that, or the second you feel like that you're a victim, you have no control over the future. And so that's that's kind of what I was thinking. And I, I bet you, uh, Peter had a shift, yeah, uh, from I blew it to I, I believe I can be used because there was some boldness that came. Uh, in the next chapter. And maybe the belief that'll happen, and this is going to kind of go back with uh, with principle five there with getting feedback. As you're talking to somebody, what what maybe is going on is you are defining something as a slump that really isn't a slump, hmm. right? And you just need to reframe the way you're evaluating success. You need to reframe the way you, you're evaluating your behaviors and your um, your ministry and everything that's going on. And you may realize what feels like a slump to you is not a slump. You know, it really is just, Hey, this is just normal. And there can be some momentum in getting out of that as you start to reframe the way you even just think about your life and understanding that, okay, uh, you're not entitled to win and feel amazing every single day. You know, you're, you're not entitled to feel that every single month. And, uh, and so sometimes that can be really helpful. Just that, that belief that, okay, I, I now believe that God is in the midst of this. Like even that alone to just go, all right, he's here. Uh, none of this has caught him by surprise. Uh, he's in the middle of this. He's got me. He's good. It may not be what I choose right now, but but this is going to be okay. Yeah. And, uh, and awesome. that, that can be so great to get you out of all that. All right, let's go through this last principle and then wrap up. And the last one would be this is get some encouragement or get around encouraging people. That's, I really like this. Yeah. So why don't you talk about so that? I got a baseball. So we, I, uh, I knew we were going to end up, baseball was, you know. Uh, of course. Start middle and end yeah. so we're going to end with uh, with baseball but uh chris davis 
Yes. You know, there's uh, some of my friends right now that are like, they just, if they were driving in their car, they just swerved a little bit because they were really frustrated with him when he was, you're talking about the first baseman that's now with the Orioles. He used to be with the Rangers. Right. Yeah. Right. There you go. Okay. So are you still an Orioles fan? Were you, did you grow up in Orioles? I did. I did grow up there. I will follow them, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm devoted to the Rangers right now. So do you know what distinction Chris, I bet you do. Do you know what distinction Chris Davis holds in MLB? Um. Oh, yeah. He had the the. It was la- beginning of last season, right? Yeah. He had the longest hitless streak to start a season, or maybe ever, ever uh, for a professional baseball In the player. History of baseball. What was it? It was O for what? Fifty four. <laughs> o yeah. for fifty four. So in all of the recorded history of Major League Baseball, right since the eighteen hundreds, Chris Davis had the worst slump in all of baseball. Golly. Uh, do you know how he got out of it? Chewing tobacco? He's always got a fat dip in his mouth. (laughs) No, this is an amazing story. So he goes to Boston. He's from Baltimore. He goes to Boston, and this little nine-year-old boy, uh, his name is Henry Frasca, uh, writes him a letter and gives it to somebody who gives it to somebody who actually gives it to uh, Davis. So this is the enemy, you know, here. So this kid's a diehard uh, Red, Red Sox, Sox fan. fan. Yeah. He writes this letter to uh, uh, to Davis. You can Google it and, and read it. But uh, here, here's a couple lines. Uh, this, this kid's nine years old. And he said, uh, there are two things I want you to know. First, the way you play baseball has nothing to do with how good of a person you are. Also, you are incredible. You play in the MLB. You've done it for a long time and everyone goes through a slump. Don't give up. We're rooting for you. Sincerely. Henry Frasca. Come on. Nine-year-old. So Chris Davis takes that note and he puts it in his uniform that day. And he gets three hits. No. He gets three hits. I'm tearing up right now. I'm about to sports cry. Is it amazing? (laughs) Uh, And I think two of them were doubles. And and it was the encouragement of a a nine-year-old boy. boy Red Sox fan. Yes, team. for the enemy, and and so basically, yeah. you know, here here here's here's his his two uh, his two thoughts. One, hey, listen, um, your ups or downs don't define who you are. So true, like you, you are who you are. God made you. You know, if Henry was a theologian, and he he might be, he might grow up to be. Uh, that doesn't define who you are. Yeah. And second, like you're here for a reason. Like you didn't accidentally show up in the role that you're at. You did some things that people. Uh, recognized you have gifts and that's why you're here and that's why you're going to stay here. Yeah. And uh, so don't get your head down. Uh, You've got this and uh, you need to find uh, your own little Henry Frasca. Yes. And, uh, and, and I I would be like um, needy, you know, with your friends. I would tell my wife, Hey, I'm I'm struggling right now. I don't need you to point out uh, the, the, the five growth areas. Yeah. uh, I I need some encouragement right now. So good. And, uh, and if you can get some of that, uh, I'll bet you, you can get through this. Yeah. And so, all right. So somebody sitting there going, all right, well, I don't know Henry. So what do I do? What are some simple things that I can do? Sometimes just adding some different voices into your life can be, uh, can be really helpful to try to find some encouragement. And what do I mean by adding different voices? Well, it's so easy nowadays because a lot of us, you may be listening to the same four podcasts, same five preachers, you know, same two preachers, whatever it is, you're reading the same books, you're reading the same columnists, you got the same friends every day and everybody's just, it just becomes an echo chamber, you know, and you kind of know what everybody's going to say. So sometimes just adding a new voice into that, listening to a different podcast, reading a different author, listening to a different preacher. And again, I can point back to my own experience of that. That wasn't Henry. Um, but it was, uh, it was a guy named Tim Keller, right? So I, I don't know how I had been, been a Christian for almost, uh, 10 
or 12 years and had never heard of Tim Keller, right? And um, and was going through a a spiritual slump, like uh-huh. things and, and professional slump. There were just some things in life that I was confused by. And my friend Duke Rivard said, "Have you ever heard this guy?" Mm. And shared uh, shared one MP3 message that led to a book, and it was so refreshing mm. to hear a different perspective, a different voice that I had never heard before. Mm and spoke so much life and encouragement mm-hmm. into me. And so sometimes it could be just trying to get a different voice in there, change things up a little bit, hear what somebody else has to say um, can be really helpful yeah, right. and help yeah. you get out of that. So you got to find some encouraging people. And man, you've got to have, especially nowadays, you've got to have your list of optimistic people. They need to be on your favorites on your phone, yeah. right? And I've got a few of those friends uh, here on staff that if I'm feeling down, I'm just going to go hang out in that person's office. I'm yeah. going to go talk to them. They're optimistic. Good. They're fun. And can just help you get unstuck with all that too. So, this is really important. Yeah. I mean, this happens, right? And yeah. so, what, what, you know, what, um, what's going to happen if somebody is in a slump and they do nothing? Like, what's, uh, what's the worst case scenario here? Yeah. So, if you're in the church, God's church suffers. Yeah. You know, and so, in a way that we can't understand, it kind of blows my mind. He's sitting up in the, uh, you know, metaphorical war room, and he's got a plan, and you're part of it. And uh, so, before the beginning of time, he figured out who you were where you were going to be today. And he gave you gifts uh, to use and he didn't give you someone else's gifts. He gave you, you, you gifts Yeah, and um, you're to use those. And if you retreat, if you, uh, you just kind of um, put, put the covers over your head metaphorically, uh, then, then uh, the church of God suffers in a way that uh, you probably can't see right now, but that's a fact. Oh, and yeah. so I'd encourage you to uh, pick out a couple action items, do something, get some momentum, find some encouraging uh, folks do a, a good spiritual audit. God, what's going on in my, in my life? What do I need to confess? What do I need to repent of? What do you need to teach me um, during this season? I don't want to waste this and uh, and take the next step. I like and, it. Uh, and get back on because uh, God's people need you. Your company needs you. Your family, your family needs you. Amen. And, um, and so don't, um, you know, don't, um, don't, don't beat retreat. yourself up, Yeah, but but keep moving forward. It's a great list, John. Thanks so much for sharing it. Well, if you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.